Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. As Martha and I are dedicated to just being part of transforming the workplace of every Christ follower into a mission field. That's right. And um, we just want to let you know that these shows are all about you and helping you as the listener and ourselves, because of course we learn constantly by the guests that we have on and the people that we interview. But these are um, for you, the listener, to hear, be challenged, be inspired, um, take something away. And that is our, our desire, that you will be able to take something away today that will really change the way you look at your workplace. If you have any comments or questions um, for us, please call our listener line at 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK, and we would love to hear from you. You can leave a message, and I will get back to you if you, if it, if you want to have a conversation. That's what we're here for. That's right. And always, as always, check us out online, iworkforhim.com. It's iwork, the number four, him.com. You know, not everyone has the gifting to be an entrepreneur, but everyone is called to work because God created work. Not every entrepreneur has the training to live out their faith as they run their business, but now they can learn that no matter where they are because of so many faith and work organizations out there training people. But not every entrepreneur wants to run a commercial cleaning franchise, but some choose to do so. Today, we're talking with Greg Carr, who runs an Office Pride commercial cleaning services franchise out of Palm Harbor and Clearwater, Florida. We're going to hear his story and talk about some of the things he's learned so far in the last five plus years of running a franchise, running a business, and hearing how God's working in Greg's life. Greg Carr, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hello, thanks for having me back. We're, we're, well, well, we debated it. We weren't sure <laughs> that's really where we wanted to go. But you know, uh, but seriously, you know, we've known each other really almost since you moved. You were fresh into Florida. That's right. Uh, so, talk to us about uh, how have you seen God? You you you've been in the Clearwater, Largo, Palm Harbor area now for five almost five years. Right. Okay. How have you seen God work in your life since you got since you moved from peaceful? quiet Indiana to crazy Florida. Well, yeah, you said that. Um, uh, you know, a lot of growth. Um, I, I was a, a new uh, business owner, uh, or a fairly new business owner, uh, moving to Florida. Mm-hmm. And then we moved to an area where we didn't know any better and basically restarted. And um, I've learned a lot along the way. Well, what are some of those things that you've learned? Oh, boy. Uh, trust. <laughs> trust the Lord first. Um, uh, and to remember to trust him, you know, when you're in the middle of the uh, of the battle. Mm-hmm. Um, I've learned to uh, maybe think ahead a little bit more and plan. Uh, I've never really been a planner. I've always been somebody that uh, kind of flies by the seat of his pants, uh, so to speak. Uh, and I'm really, uh, as our business is growing, I'm really learning more that I need to be very deliberate uh, and set time aside to plan and to uh, define mm-hmm. goals. Um, now I'm learning how to communicate those goals to my team. Well, that's important, huh? You can set goals, but if you don't communicate them that's well, right. That's right. then it's hard to execute them. Right. So the big move, because a lot of people want to move to Florida. I mean, literally, Florida is now the third largest state in the union, and there's like 100,000 people moving there every month. I mean, it's a hu- I mean, that's not, I mean, literally, I believe 100,000 people are moving to Florida every month. So it's rapidly growing. How, um, 
what what could you have done to prepare yourself better for a big move like that? Um, a lot more money <laughs> <laughs> to Save get it? started. Saving so, up, you mean? So yeah, I mean that was that was a big uh, a big uh, I didn't expect. Uh, things to cost, you know, basically our living expenses are two and three times more than the Midwest. Mm. Um, you know, an average house in uh, the north part of Pinellas County rents for fifteen to two, $2,000 a month, 1500 to $2,000 a month. Mm-hmm. And my mortgage payment in Indiana was seven fifty for the yeah. same size house. So um, although the Lord, d- you know, always delivered uh, every month, month after month, he's, he's delivered you know, for our needs and whatnot. Uh, but the living expenses were, were uh, uh, not, I didn't expect it. Had you done some research to know how much more expensive it was? Because, I mean, Florida is, people think Florida, that's cheaper. But well, certainly uh, Tampa Bay, not cheaper. No, I mean, I guess it's cheaper from people that maybe live in the Pacific Northwest and, and the East Coast, but right. not us Midwest folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had lived down here briefly uh, in the mid-90s and knew that there were some things that were more expensive, like groceries and car insurance, um, but uh, didn't realize, you know, uh, water. everything is more expensive. Well, e- housing back in the mid-90s wasn't as radically different as it is today. I mean, that's the crazy part, but that's because there was only 10 million people living in Florida in the mid-90s. <laughs> Now there's 22 million. It's crazy. So why don't you step back a little bit and tell us a little bit about your Jesus story? How did you become a Jesus follower? Sure. Uh, well, I, I I guess you could always say I was a believer. Uh, so I was raised in a Christian home, went to Christian school, um, was raised in the Lutheran Church. Uh, but when I reached when I reached about 20 years old, um, I was introduced to um, a, a church. It was a missionary church. Uh, and so it was more, I guess I would say the, the background that I have, um, was a little more orthodox, whereas, uh, the missionary church was more deliberate, um, discipleship, um, looking, uh, to reach people, uh, and also to grow disciples. And I hadn't learned that, uh, part of my faith yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, uh, it was very different, uh, to what I grew up in. Um, but uh, I professed my faith in Christ uh, in my younger 20s and was baptized, mm-hmm. um, chose to be baptized, uh, and um, the rest has just been uh, growth ever since. So as you have grown as an adult and you've been in the workforce, and what were you doing before um, you got a franchise for Office Pride? Well, I worked in healthcare management, uh, so home respiratory and medical equipment uh, for several years, almost 10 years. Uh, and then also um, uh, I worked for a large uh, medical laboratory um, and I managed uh, you their let patient them do experiences service. on, on <laughs> <did> experiments. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my side hustle. <coughs> uh, no, uh, managed their uh, patient service centers and their uh, phlebotomists um, and did that for a few years before uh, this opportunity came along. It's okay. Most people know what a phlebotomist is. I don't know. They take your blood. You, you think so? Right? Yes, that's yeah. right. All right. Well, I knew what they did. I just wanted, I don't know if most people I, know I, that. I think it's a word people like. I don't know. That's a weird thing. But anyway, that's that's the deal. All right, but so I was just going to ask him something about fine, that. We'll with what he, with what you did before Office Pride, did you ever understand that your faith um, is twenty four seven, and that in your work? You could, you should be living it out, or that Christ can make a difference there. That certainly, um, that was, uh, I guess, that was something that the uh, Spirit put on my heart uh-huh. uh, as I matured as an adult and as a Christian. Um, I know about the time 
when I was introduced to Office Pride, I was actually looking to either uh, work for myself because uh, I always wanted to have my own business, okay, uh, or and or I guess um, worked for like a faith-based company like Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, init- looked at the initial qualifications and how to get involved with Chick Fil A uh, a couple of months before I learned of Office Pride. And so that that was my desire. Uh, I was growing as a Christian. I was in a small group at church with, um, uh, there were several couples that, you know, we had young children, but they all had teenage children. And so they were kind of mentoring us. And I was seeing how um, a couple of those folks uh, uh, went through their, their work day in the organizations that they work for, um, but with a Christian mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, I just, uh, there was a desire internally to, um, for myself also to follow those steps. Awesome. Be more deliberate. Right. You you said you grew up more. Um, well, you grew up in a in a Lutheran church, so more ecumenical, more tra- very traditional. Yes. And you went to this missionary church. At the missionary church, did they ever teach you that you could be a missionary in your workplace? Um, uh, y- yes. More so, you can be a missionary in anything that you do. Uh, but and we were all in our younger twenties, and so. I think many of us, you know, we're just barely working. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, I, I guess I, I started to understand that concept or it was shared mm. from me. I remember there were some men uh, in the church that uh, mentored me uh, as, you know, being a, a new Christian that professed his faith in Christ. Um, you know, one of them, uh, his name was John, uh, and he was a lawyer and um, uh, a tax attorney. And, but uh, I knew that you know, he kind of melted both realms. <laughs> Having a fun conversation today with Greg Carr. He's an Office Pride franchisee out of Palm Harbor, Clearwater, Florida. Now, we've you've heard us talk about Office Pride on this show before, and I just want to make sure I, I tell you this. One of the things we love about Office Pride, Martha, is that they not only will take somebody who's never been an entrepreneur before and teach them how to run a business and do it successfully, mm-hmm. but they'll do it with a biblical worldview. Everything they teach them, teach the franchisees, is about how to really how to incorporate their faith into the work their their core values are all about that so i want to make sure people know that office pride has franchise opportunities across the country and if really for a, a pretty small investment you could get started in a business today yeah and one of the i guess the reason jim i think that um what office pride is doing resonates so much with us and we want our listeners to hear about it is that they've put the blood sweat and tears behind um, not only figuring out the business, but figuring out how to do it with a biblical perspective and really um, being able to train people in that way. Because a lot of people might say, yeah, it'd be really nice if my core values reflected you know, biblical principles or, or what God has in store for our, our company, but I don't know how to do that. And so this is an, an opportunity for people to see that connection and um, really be able to be trained in it and walk it out and have somebody along their side. Because we hear over and over again that one of the things Office Pride does so well is they really do teach and they really do walk alongside the owners that want to really make a difference. Check it out online, officepridefranchise.com. That's officepridefranchise.com. We're talking to Greg Carr today, who's got an Office Pride franchise in Palm Harbor slash Clearwater, Florida. Greg Carr, here's here's a question for you. So you weren't a business owner before you became a, an Office Pride franchisee, were you? No. No. So what were you doing? You were doing this other stuff, healthcare stuff. You were, sitting, you were doing respiratory equipment. You were, you were in sales and service? 
Uh, mostly service. Okay. Service and, and operations. And you were working for somebody else. That's right. But you said you always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Yes. Did you realize how hard it was going to be to be an entrepreneur? No. Well, although, you know, they tell you most small businesses fail, uh, you know, it's hard work uh, and, and that type of thing. Uh, but uh, I did not uh, know how hard it would really be. And we want to talk about this more, but we want to follow up on what we were talking about in that first segment. So oh. as you were, as a young adult, being mentored by some people in the church, and you saw a specific guy, John, the tax attorney, who was actually melding, you said, together. You started to tell us a little bit. He sure. was melding together his work life and his spiritual life in a way maybe you hadn't seen before? Sure. Um, so... Uh, just the the man that he was and mm-hmm. and uh the the way that he um was interested in others okay um you know he he was a great guy and uh was in the workplace and uh lived out his faith hmm. what he also did um he actually developed a uh kind of a uh, uh he developed a website um where people that needed help you know if they needed chores done around the house uh, if they needed help with their yard, um, it hmm. was called NeighborLink. Okay. And um, he basically demonstrated uh, with this or, with this side organization that he created mm-hmm. um, how you could live out your faith in your work. Okay. Um, and so it that it was it was neat to um, experience that, uh, and then also see, you know, just how he um, helped others. That's neat because a lot of times we don't see that boots on the ground. It, you know, it can be you can go to a class and learn about discipleship, but what's it really look like, or what does it look like to to live out your faith in a in a more in a productive way? Um, so I think it's really important to have people around us that are setting an example, mm-hmm. and it's going to look different for everybody. Right. For this gentleman, it was a website that he built, but for somebody else, it might just be um, you know loving on the person in the cubicle next to him. So whatever that might be, um, it's a great example of of seeing Christ's love living out. All right, so we started in the conversation. Okay, being a business owner is hard, Greg Carr, mm-hmm. and you. You didn't realize how hard it was. And at the same time, you started a business, then you moved to Florida, too. So you changed <laughs> cultures, too. Because the culture in Indiana, is it different than Florida? Oh, much different, yes. Much different, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, you know, you and your bride, and your bride, we got to give her a shout-out because, you know, everybody deserves, Aaron deserves a lot of credit. You have, how many kids do you have at home? Four. You have four kids at home. How old are your kids? Um, Fourteen. Uh, 12, 10, and s- almost 6. So they were they were pretty young when you got started in this. Deal. Yes, yes. Okay. So And, and the 14-year-old bought ready to start swinging them up then with you. Actually, yes. She uh, she comes out and when dad, I don't clean as much, uh, you know, very often anymore. But uh, when we have a new project start up and, and she can help us, she's she's on payroll and will come out and work with me. So. Awesome. Nice. So, yeah. so she's chomping a bit. Okay, so... But you said in the last segment that starting that being an entrepreneur is hard. That you weren't sure, you didn't realize how hard it could be right. to run a business, or more so, I I didn't know what I didn't know. So, what are yeah. the things that you didn't know that you wish you'd known that you could help our listeners know so that they would know before they didn't know? Uh, <laughs> well, cute. cash flow uh, was a, was a big uh, uh, awakening for me. So I, you know, figured uh, you know you invoice your customer and they're going to pay. Uh, when they're supposed to. Well, they do eventually pay. They do eventually, yes, yes. Thankfully, I, I have not had many op- or uh, experiences where they haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, just 
you know, basically when the cash is coming in and when your bills are due and the ones that you can't put off, like payroll and taxes and those types of things, uh, sometimes there there wasn't... Well, you can uh, put them off as long as you don't mind a little jail time. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and when you say cash flow, I think people understand, well, what do, what do you mean? Well, if you just have some cash, then if you get a little cash to get started, you'll be fine. But you are you do work today, you, may, you pay the payroll at the end of the week, you bill the customer at the end of the month. They pay you hopefully by the end of the next month or the beginning of the month after. So you've there's a there's a sixty day lag probably from the time you've paid for the work and when you actually get paid back, right? Right, that's right. So how do you deal with it? How do you how do you get prepared for cash flow? Because that's really no different than personal bills, except for the personal bills. It's I mean, hopefully you've handled it a little bit better, but in the business, you can't control how you're getting paid. So you have to be aware, I guess, is the, the most helpful part. Of course, having some cash on the side or, you know, a, a savings or money to invest, uh, of course, that's ideal. Um, but if you if you started it the way I did, I started it, you know, by pulling up my bootstraps. Um, you know, we had to make uh, we had to make decisions. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to pay myself, but make sure employees got paid. Uh, and that type of thing. So, you know, again, the Lord delivered us through all of that, and um, we've learned a lot. So um, I learned recently, sometimes the experiences that you go through may be uh, so that you can help somebody else that goes through that same experience. Almost always. God never wastes one of those adversity experiences. Right. So have you been able to help somebody learn this cash flow thing before it hurt them? Yes, yes. You know, just being able to describe uh, what I went through and, you know, make sure that you, you think things through. You know, think about growth. Think about, you know, because even though our, thankfully in our industry, our investment to get a customer started isn't a lot, you still have to buy some mop buckets and some, some vacuums and you have to pay your employees. And so there's, there's investment uh, getting into, uh, bring, or I'm sorry, there's you're investing when you bring on new customers. And so you just have to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. You can't bring on too many large customers at once. You know, Dave Ramsey always said in, in um, Financial Peace University, people should have a six, month, uh, six months of their net income in the bank account. So in case of emergencies, if you'd had six months of your income for you and Aaron, would that have helped a lot before oh, yes. you quit your job and yeah. started doing this? Yes. But you still would have needed additional cash to, to, to help float the business, too. Right, right. Yes, you do need all of that. You need, uh, you need a plan for at home, and you need a plan for your business. Hmm. So where do you go to get information like that before you actually get started? If you Does Office Pride help you if you'd been listening? Would they help you know those things? <laughs> like? I wasn't, there, I right? wasn't listening. <laughs> uh, yes, and you know, Office Pride is growing, too, and they've learned a lot. Uh, they've learned a, a lot of different ways to help new owners. Sure. Uh, even since I my short period with Office Pride, uh, and so they have plans for new owners before they even get started. Uh, they qualify. You know, are you going to have your your home situation taken care of and have funds for your business before you get started? Mm-hmm. All of that is coached now, and there's calculators and there's coaches within the organization that uh, help you along. And so it's it's vastly different. I mean that there was still the support there when I started, but now it's just matured and, and there's so much more of it. 
And I think that's one of the things that um, I love pointing back to with Office Pride is that they are continuing to learn and put in those best practices into to state and then invest them back into the franchise owners through through things like their your annual retreat, through on ongoing training that helps you to continue to improve, not just be status quo. Isn't that true? Yes, that's true. <laughs> well, when we come back, really want to hear... What's the Lord done in your life spiritually? Mm. As you have, as you've been a, an entrepreneur now with an Office Pride franchisee, you, you said that five years here in Florida, but you said you had you had uh, done had you done with Office Pride up in Indiana before you moved to Florida? Was the Florida thing a brand new thing with Office Pride? Uh, I had started in Indiana for about a year and a half before okay. moving to Florida. All right. So, but I want to hear what's the biggest thing the Lord has taught you in those last. In those last six years of being an entrepreneur, the biggest lessons that you and Aaron have learned together as a couple, and how you protected your marriage from your business and, and protected those four kids. You're listening to I Work Frame as we're talking today with Greg Carr. He owns an Office Pride franchise out of Clearwater, Palm Harbor, Florida. Maybe you are like Greg and you've always wanted to run your own business. Greg found Office Pride. Well, you know what, Greg? I don't know your story. How did you find Office Pride? Well, uh, I found Office Pride at a garage sale uh, in northern <laughs> Indiana. Actually, there uh, found an area. You're being serious, aren't I you? I am being serious, think, yes. Was Todd, Todd's book at a garage no, sale? No, Todd, oh, okay. Todd has actually introduced me as uh, maybe the only Office Pride franchise owner that has found us at a garage sale. All right. Uh, but uh, found an area developer with Office Pride in, in uh, Indiana. And uh, we were out garage sailing, as everybody does in the Midwest, yep. uh, in March or April of, you know, of every no. year. In the Midwest, most people aren't doing it in March because <laughs> well, it's too it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> April, May. You're, you're ready to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> but conversation, um, we were talking about a, a place to vacation in Michigan. And mm -hmm. uh, he gave me his business card uh, and said, give me a call next week. I'm going to tell you about this resort that you should take the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and so as we're driving away, uh, my wife flipped over the business card, and it had our core values, the Office Pride core values on the back. Your decision filters. That's right. And um, it, even, I believe it was the Christmas uh, prior to this spring garage sale, um, I had talked about starting a cleaning business. And my wife uh, had some business cards made for me, just, you know, cars mm -hmm. janitorial. Never did anything with them. Uh, but it was kind of a, a dream that I was talking about. Uh, it was a business that I could complement my brother's business uh, in, in Indiana. Uh, he does uh, mowing and landscaping. Mm. And, um, and so it was just an idea. But one thing led to another when uh, uh, we were impressed by what was on the back of this business card. And then we... Uh, a couple months later, ended up being Office Pride franchise owners. Wow. Did you ever go to the resort in Michigan? No, we never made it <laughs> to the resort in Michigan. No. You started a business instead. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So let's talk about that because in this journey, um, your spiritual life, has it grown? Has it stagnated? What, where do you see? What has God done? Wow, wait to lay that one. I know, well, right? Have you really sucked it up big time? <laughs> well. <laughs> It's grown and it's stagnated and it's grown again. Um, uh. You know, it, it's uh, certainly, um, I, I see now that, that the Lord has always been in the middle of, of everything, the good and the bad. Um, and uh, there's a purpose, like we talked about earlier, there's, there's been a purpose for uh, my experiences. And, um, you know, I, I didn't know it then. Uh, I'm the first one not to trust the Lord. Uh, and that's something that he's still working on me. You mean the first one out of what? In your, 
You're just quick to not trust I'm him? quick to not oh, trust him. Not yeah. the first yeah. one in I'm all like, of history. No, 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 I'm pretty no. sure there's been <laughs> others. No, I, I'm one of those, I guess, those uh, people that, you know, just takes care of things on their own account mm. and um, try to figure it out on my own. And so okay. um, going to the Lord first is is not my my initial reaction, although I'm getting better. Um, How do you make sure you get better at that? Because that's everybody listening has struggled mm. with that area. Like, how do we first trust the Lord instead of wait till we've really screwed it up and then trust the Lord? Uh, he tells you. So I, I'm, he prompts you uh, when you go when you go back and you you re- relive the situation maybe a hundred times. Uh, and you get mad about something. Uh, but then there's the one time where either somebody's spoken truth into your life or uh, you've, heard some, you've heard a sermon on the radio and just that light bulb just clicks. At least that's what it does for mm-hmm. me. It's, it takes me a while to, to, to figure it out. Um, but eventually I see where the Lord was working and um, it, it completely changes my, um, my ideas or my, uh, how I think, how I've thought the process through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a complete God thing. Um, you know, he's either, uh, shooken me and woke me up or he's used others, uh, or even other people's situations that I was able to relate with and see how, uh, how he was at work. So uh, talk about how he's using others. So a lot of business owners really need other business owners in their lives in order to encourage them in order to learn from each other, to be able to share best and worst practices, uh, who's that for you? Okay, in the Clearwater, uh, St. Pete, Palm Harbor, Largo area that you play in each and every day, who do you have in your life that you get to go to that, that can be that resource for you? Well, I've got, uh, thankfully, uh, and with the way Office Pride has set up support for us, um, naturally there's, there's support from like-minded individuals at the corporate office. Mm-hmm. Um, also they, um, they put us together, uh, monthly on calls, um, where we can talk, you know, talk about our goals, talk about our issues, uh, and those types of things. So there, there's already those systems in place, but, uh, m- my most meaningful, uh, relationships where I can, uh, kind of pair off with somebody and talk things through, or just from other office pride business owners that I've met. Um, from day one with Office Pride, uh, gentleman that I trained with, his name is Mark Eccles. Uh, we've we've become best friends since day one, and we talk every day. I mean, almost every day. Wow! And um, you know, we talk about uh, the challenges that we're both facing, uh, but then also help each other work through individual challenges that maybe I might have some insight for him, or he has insight for me. Um, and there's, there, I have several other relationships with other uh, owners in the system. How valuable is it to have people in your life, would, would you call those accountability people, or would you call them just mutually exclusive <laughs> friends that are helping? I mean, how, do you, how would you describe those relationships? Because everybody listening is going, I need somebody like that in my life. Yeah. I need to be, I mean, Office Pride has surrounded you with a team. Right. Well, the, but the, not everybody's an Office Pride franchisee listener. I mean, these listeners aren't. So they're trying to figure out, how do you do that? Well, you certainly need the accountability partners. That's where the, the biggest uh, changes uh, or change in mindset have occurred for me as somebody that I can be completely honest with, and somebody that I, I have a hard time admitting to failure. And I've failed a lot. I see, I, but I'm growing. I can admit that wow, now. Wow, he admitted. <laughs> but, um, My name is Greg. I've made mistakes. I'm learning to trust God. 
<laughs> That's right. Um, but the the people that you can just be completely honest with, and um, and they can be completely honest with you, or you know, smack you around a little bit uh, when you're not thinking right. Uh, those have been the the best relationships. You know, you bring up a good point because being a franchise owner, you do create. It is a different. Um, kind of accountability when you're paired up with people that are doing the same thing as you. If you were being paired up with your competitors, obviously you would have this, you know, limit or you'd feel like I can't really talk about that because, you know, that's, but you have this um, advantage being within a franchise organization where you get to have that conversation. What helped you? What, what could you do differently? How could you improve? And I've never thought about that aspect of the advantage of being part of a franchise. But people can find those relationships without being part of a franchise. It just might take a little bit more work to find somebody who's selfless and not worried about sharing, um, you know, their experience. It, it, it probably takes a little bit of humility from everybody right. in that aspect. But I just was thinking that for our listeners that, um, yes, there's that advantage within the franchise because you all want everybody to succeed and you all have similar um, goals and opportunities. But I think for us as individuals, Jim, is we're, if we're looking for people that we can have that kind of relationship with, it's possible. We just need to pray that God will show us other selfless people that are willing to be humble because that's really important part of that relationship. Are you and Aaron involved in a small group? Uh, well, we go to a really small, yes, we go to a really small church. Uh, and so basically the entire church is the small group. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows your business then, right? That's I like right. the way Greg approaches it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, so let's just talk about your marriage. Because uh, everybody listening who has ever known a small business owner knows that there are different pressures on people running their own business than on people who have nine to five jobs, which nobody has a nine to five job, but you know, an eight to five-ish kind of job-ish. How have you protected your marriage to Aaron these last five years that you've been going crazy being an Office Pride franchisee? Well, a lot of it is because uh, she's re- she's very strong, uh, <laughs> you know, and and uh, actually so you're saying. What about her? The strong personality? Um, strong in her faith. Strong in her faith. Yes. Okay. Oh, I yes. thought he meant she couldn't push two mops at the same time. <laughs> uh, I didn't want sure. to say strong-willed. Uh, but, <laughs> Is but, that what you meant? Uh, yes, She's I She's listening think so. to the show. Aaron, 8667. She's the type of person that uh, she doesn't make a decision uh, until she has all the facts and she's mm-hmm. thought about it, where I'm completely opposite. And so when we have gone, uh, when we've had challenges or when we've had to make decisions, um, I've been very blessed to have someone like her that thinks about a situation uh, and will speak, you know, truth or give advice um, or help me figure it out Um, because we're, you know, of course, polar opposites. Mm. Well, that's how God does that. He uh, attracts polar opposites. All right. So we'll talk about your kids. You got four kids ranging in ages. I think you started them at 12 going down. 14. 14 going down. Yes. So that's a, four kids. Oh, that's right. 14-year-old, your daughter, comes and helps you every once in a while. Is that what it was? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. yes. Okay. Her name's Abby. Abby. Oh, yes. there's a shout out to Abby. How do you make sure, as a business owner, how did you make sure, and maybe Office Pride helped you with this, how did you make sure that your kids still got enough dad time mm. and that your business didn't? Because these kids, they're, they're all in their formative years. And now Abby needs you more than ever. She's a 14-year-old girl. She'll tell you that never, <laughs> but she needs you now more than ever. Sorry, Abby, you gave it away. <laughs> well, we do have a monthly uh, call 
um, where uh, we talk about a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, what's neat about this call is uh, we go into it with a plan. Uh, and one of those plans, uh, or part of the plan, um, is uh, we go through a life wheel. So individually, we, we rate ourselves on how things are going with your business, your personal life, your spiritual life, and your health. Mm. And uh, that was that, although I usually ignore the areas where I need to improve, I just like to do the things, you know, that are, you know, that need to be immediately taken care of. Um, I've learned, though, that if you neglect uh, your, your family relationships and your health, those do catch up with you. Mm. Uh, and so that was something that even Office Pride helped me learn. And I'll, also I've learned it, too, uh, you know, by reading books and, and going to conferences and um, just that you need to uh, be well-rounded, I guess, is mm. the, uh, to be successful. Um, and so I've, I've learned that uh, within the system and, and also as a business owner, uh, kind of dragging myself through it. Do your kids have permission to call you out? Yes. Do they ever? So yes. Dad, you're working too much. We don't ever see you around yeah, here. Yeah, I, I, I do get that, uh, you know. And so what do you do? You how, do you res how do you respond to that? Um, well, you just have to, you have to plan. You have to, mm. you have to schedule it. So uh, you got to schedule your kids you have to on your calendar. You have to put those rocks. Uh, I've learned, you know, putting rocks into your, uh, your schedule yeah. uh, that you just can't move around. Hmm. Uh, and well, I'm not good at it yet, but I'm getting better. But I'm sure Aaron can help. You're listening to I Work For Him as Martha and I. We're, we have the privilege of being at the Office Pride Annual Retreat. And we're getting to talk to some franchisees who have an experience of... I mean, I love Greg. We're talking with Greg Carr today from Clearwater, Palm Harbor, Florida. Greg, you were never an entrepreneur. And going with Office Pride, you said they, they helped you become a business owner. Right. And, and you've learned a lot of incredible lessons. Yes. A and, lot. And, but Office Pride was always there for you. They never let you down. No. Do you, do you want to add anything to that? Yes. Oh, okay, love it. Right. You're, you're kind of grilling him there. Yeah, well, I just like, I, I just like, I mean, yours is not the first story we've heard that, and I love that. OfficePrideFranchise.com. If you've always wanted to run your business like Greg Carr is like, I just, I just always wanted to run my own business. This is a this, this, there's possibilities here. Yes. So I love, <laughs> he's just being consistent, you know, this is good. So Greg, one of the things I really want our listeners to hear is just maybe um, what God's been teaching you, what he's been revealing to you as you've been walking through this journey as a franchise owner for Office Pride. What is something that you're learning and then maybe the, the, that the listeners can take away? Oh, I'm learning that, uh, we've mentioned it already, that he is control, you know, in control of all situations. Um, one that I think of often and that has actually come up a couple of times this week is with our staffing. Um, you know, we're, our organization, our business is growing. So we're bringing on uh, new customers seemingly right now, left and right. Hmm. However, my organization isn't growing. Um, you know, we've got a lot of great folks that are our cleaning technicians that are out there every evening serving us and making sure the customers are taken care of. But the, the leadership team back at the office, uh, we need a couple more people, hmm. uh, people that uh, can help cover when somebody can't come to work or uh, if a customer needs a, has a specific request. You know, maybe that's not something that our, our cleaning technician can take care of but somebody on our leadership team can. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we've thought that we've had it figured out with people that we were going to select, uh, and it, it hasn't worked out. Uh, they, some, sometimes they might not even start. 
Um, like you, we, you hire them and they don't start? Right, right. It's not very often uh, because we've, we're hiring a very specific person mm-hmm. um, th- to, to do our cleaning. Uh, but trying to hire like float people or supervisors, we haven't figured out who that ideal person is yet. And so we've gone down different roads with or different paths with other people and it hasn't worked out. Uh, but the Lord has delivered somebody better. Hmm. Uh, when we've least expected it. And so uh, that's actually happened uh, a couple of times uh, just within the past week where uh, completely he's blown us away with the person that he delivered to do that job. So do you ever find yourself um, responding in the immediate and being like, I can't believe this isn't working out? Oh, of course. So how (laughs) how do you turn that around while you're waiting for the right answer? Well, thankfully, uh, I've got a great operations manager. Uh, his name's Tiago, and um, he is in seminary uh, now and works with us as a manager. Um, uh, he basically has two full-time jobs. Hmm. Uh, he's the first to remind me, you know, there, there's, a, there's a reason for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, just wait, and he's right. <laughs> the Lord delivers. And that's super easy, right, to just wait? Not for me. <laughs> Yeah, very impatient. Yeah. Well, it's, it's easy for me. Martha struggles with it all the time. So let's just get transparent. I mean, you're doing a really grab, great, great job being transparent. Let's mm-hmm. just get a little transparent. What do you do when you screw up? Okay, because you got how many employees do you have? Uh, we have we're approaching forty. Okay, see, wow. got a lot of people. I mean, we know you when you had zero. So uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so and forty employees. So what do you do when you're the one that causes the issue? Well, uh, I'm uh, nowadays I'm quicker uh, to realize that either I caused the issue or that I need to move on from the issue. Um, but when I realize that you, there's you got to do something, um, uh, I will seek counsel uh, either internally, internally or externally uh, for you know what to do next. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayer, uh, you know, the Lord will if you pray about it. He will uh, he'll help you realize the answer. Uh, especially if it comes up more than once, um, uh, I believe you should then listen to that prompting uh, when it comes up more than just once. So, I mean, have you ever had any conflicts between um, you and your people? Um, yes, uh, occasionally. We don't, you know, we we don't have a lot. I, I I hear horror stories, especially from outside of our organization, uh, with what happens in our industry. And um, office pride and trial and error have led us to hire a very specific type of person. Uh, And usually that person um, uh, has a very level head. And so even if the job doesn't work out for them, um, you know, they they uh, they're professional enough to give you a little bit of notice Mm -hmm. or uh, not cause a bunch of issues on the way out. Even in Florida, they give you notice. Even in Florida. Wow, that's incredible. (laughs) He must hire well. <laughs> That's right. So how do you make sure that your faith in Christ is impacting your employees? Well, we have kind of a distributed workforce, and so we're not together a lot. Do you ever get together at all, everybody? Yes, yes. At least once a year we get together to do uh, an annual meeting where we have to uh, do our annual safety training. Uh, and we still have to do ours for this year. <laughs> uh, so you only, you only care about safety once a year? Well, we care about safety all of the time. Every day. That's I just, right. I was trying fo- to trip him up. I was. <laughs> I was an OSHA compliance officer once. So it's so easy to catch people slipping up. 
So it's an opportunity to refresh them in yeah, their training, right. but it doesn't mean that they only pay attention to it one day a year. Okay, all right, so okay. anyway, he gets them together once a year. <laughs> That's tough when you only get together, get to be with your team once a year. And so I've actually been thinking about that. How can we do that better? I'm, I am learning uh, that uh, about when you make plans and you have a vision for your business, you have to cast it. You have to be able to cast your vision to others so that they will um, uh, basically align themselves with your vision. Mm -hmm. And uh, that takes somebody doing a part-time job, you know, when they've already worked 40 or 45 hours a week and they're working with you another 10, 15, 20 hours. Mm -hmm. um, that that helps them get through those tough points when they're tired. Um, you know, they, they understand that we're a little bit different than our competitors and so, you know, they, they wouldn't want to shortcut something because that's the reason why uh, we get new business is because yeah. our competitors are, or I'm sorry, our customers are, um, you know, they're tired of being shortcutted, you know, things not getting done right. Uh, and so when we share why we're different to our team members uh, and they, of course, they buy into that, then they want to do a good job for the company. But not everybody you hire is a Christian. Right? That's right. That's right. How often do you get an opportunity to actually share your faith, like what Jesus has done in Greg Carr's life? Uh, more often than you'd think, um, and it, whether it's it can be a very a, a very deliberate conversation where I feel like I need to share my story, or it can be just um, an example of how we handled a situation, mm -hmm. uh, and that's where those decision filters come into play. Um, you know, uh, me and Tiago and the other folks that help us lead our, our team members out in the field, uh, we talk about those often. Uh, and we, we use those, of course, personally when we're making decisions about those employees so that they can see, you know, that we are a little bit different. Mm. You know, it's really, it's important to be consistent with that. Um, I guess consistent in everything. So I think one of the things, how do you do that just in, in a minute or so? How do you consistently um, express what Office Pride stands for, what, what you guys do as an organization so that they know they can count on you as an employee, employer? Well, um, when, it, when it comes up, so when, when there's a situation, maybe a customer wasn't happy or maybe mm -hmm. we did an inspection and um, we found something that needs corrected, uh, we'll share that with, with our employees, the feedback either externally or internally. Uh, and we'll talk about why it's important to um, you know, do it the way that we've, we've shown you or the way that we've trained you uh, to double check your work. And we go through those decision filters, you know, our core values, you know, we will bring those up, you know, we'll, we'll level with the, with the team member and say, um, the one that's most important to me is persevering with the servant's attitude. You know, you're tired or maybe you don't feel appreciated, um, but we're serving our customers and they're, they're trusting us with the keys to their offices. Many of their mm. employees don't even get keys yeah. to their offices and mm. they're trusting us well said. to come in and uh, do things right and, and do that safely. Um, and so we can bring up our, our core values and, and our decision filters in, in those situations. Mm. Do you get, what about sharing your faith with your customers? Do you get a chance to ever really have that kind of interaction? Yeah, you know, sometimes I uh, either feel, uh, uh, feel led to, to share um, or I'll, I'm asked. Uh, oftentimes a customer will turn over our business card or open up our brochure and they'll see that our, our first um, decision filter is to honor God. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's right there out in front. And, Do you get uh, any weird reactions on that sometimes? Sometimes. Sometimes people kind of want to skip over that. 
part or um, you get a feeling that they might think that you're a little quaint. I guess is the word, or <laughs> quaint. Quaint. Or That's wacky. what they say to his face. <laughs> yeah, quaint. No. <laughs> Greg Carr, quaint commercial cleaning services. Greg Carr, thank you for being on I Work for Him today, mm-hmm. sharing a little of your story. Appreciate the transparency. It was yes, great. Sir. Appreciate you being mm-hmm. here. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, make sure you can check out Office Pride online, officepridefranchise.com. Maybe you are just like Greg and you've always wanted to run your own business. Looks like a good place to check out, officepridefranchise.com. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iworkforhim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iworkforhim and online iworkforhim.com. I work the number number four, him.com.